Previously on Trust Me, I'm an Adventurer. What would be the most notable building you can see from where you are? The central spire, which looks a little bit like an elongated pyramid, but incredibly incredibly stretched out and tall and with incredibly smooth sides, almost as if it was machined in a way. And you're just left with some profound feeling that these are ruins and something bad happened to cause them to fall into ruin. But even before that, this wasn't a good place. I, I, I sort of stand and, and you know, I'm a little shaky, so I like lean against you know, the wall to like get up and sort of look you know, across the ruins at the spire in the distance and I point and I say, the spire, we have to go to the spire. decided that you were going to head towards the central spire what do you do how far is it like what's the uh it's kind of tough to tell it's kind of it's not super hilly the whole ruin is in a valley you know it's it's not super level land and you can see that it kind of rises and falls a couple of times as you're going it seems like it might be eh, maybe an hour's walk away distant yeah Distant, but not, yeah, okay. you know, it's, it's yeah. not like you're looking at the Empire State Building from Secaucus. Right, right. Gotcha. This is, so this, this would be like the equivalent of traversing, like, from one end of Central Park to the next. Yeah, maybe a little bit further. On, uh, yeah, well, see, we'll say up to Harlem. As well, you can suddenly tell, we're all New Yorkers, because that's how we start talking <laughs> about distance. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and also, that doesn't seem that far. It's like, oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> oh no i could totally walk that as long as there are shade portions yeah, that yeah it's like doable. it's like 70 blocks it's fine yeah yeah well i'm not gonna take uh, a bus well, i'm going <laughs> to start walking towards the spire in a way that almost feels like i know where i'm going despite the fact that i've never been here before what do the ruins look like as you pass through them oddly smooth almost almost unnatural as if they they couldn't have been built by human hands and they have this this quality of the like they like sort of catch the light a little bit and throw it back but it's very subtle it's a, it's almost an otherworldly like like water kind of and it almost makes them feel larger than they are i like that i like that water analogy that's really cool are you just walking towards it or are you you know are you like marching directly towards the spire or are you stopping to branch out look at other things does anything catch your eye as you go i think it's a very sort of slow not hurried approach um sort of taking everything in you know observing what we're coming across and and it's sort of a mournful kind of approach well also feeling strangely drawn 
almost as if we want to explore, but something is pulling us so we can't wait. You march for a little while. As the sun is starting to set, you come around a corner. You see that the central spire is in a massive, massive clearing. The buildings stop and in a an enormous circle around the spire, probably probably two city blocks deep. There is just stone. It doesn't look like this was ever, you know, when you have a, like a big city square and you can you can tell that even when it's not in use, this is something that gets used. This just looks like there are no buildings here and there's some stone paving to make it easier to cross towards the spire. But you arrive at the spire and there's there's nothing that that hinders you. What does the spire look like? It looks different than the rest of the city. While the rest of the city has a water look to it, this almost looks cold, like it's the source, like it's ice. At the bottom, you see a number of really large arches. These look more ceremonial than they do utilitarian. These are the type of arches that, you know, they need like five people on each side of the door to open it. The arches themselves are are 30 feet tall and can accommodate an entire parade, even though it's just a handful of people walking through. The doors, of course, are all gone. They were wooden in all likelihood and have just crumbled away over the intervening years. What do you do? Bindor, uh, I don't know about you, but I'd like to inspect those arches closer. Go for it. I'll watch your back. I cautiously pass over the pavement, approaching the arches. I walk about half the distance, so as he advances, I sort of have a view of the whole sort of square, you know, before us, so I can kind of see anything approaching from behind or anything. Keep an eye out. Geldor, you approach the arches. What are you What are you doing to investigate? I'd like to peer around the arches and sort of look what's surrounding them, what's behind them. I'd like to tap on them and see if I can discern what they're made of or ascertain any good information. As you're searching, that sounds like you're triggering a discern reality. So go ahead and roll plus wisdom. Ooh, 10. Okay, on a 10 plus, you can ask me three questions from the list below. What happened here recently? What is about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or valuable to me? Who's really in control here? And what here is not what it appears to be. What should I be on the lookout for? Despite the fact that this is outside, there are some notable signs of age. There's leaves here, even though there really aren't a whole lot of trees. There are, there's even like little bits of dust in places where the wind can't really reach. You do see occasional signs of something moving through. These signs give you the sense there are some four-legged creatures coming through. You can't really tell anything else about them, but the only creatures of any kind you've seen that are four-legged here is that big brass dog that you fought. Um, what is about to happen here? As you're looking around the arches, you occasionally reach out and touch something if there's a rune or something written on them that you can't quite figure out. A couple of times, you put your hand down on something that Looks like it could be the same rune found in a couple of different spots as you're investigating. Every time you touch it, you get that same kind of feeling, that same kind of I'm not me and something is being lost kind of feeling. And it feels like inevitable. Whoever it is that you're feeling like you are at the time is trying hard to stop it. Who's really in control here? 
as you wander through, you you've probably talked to Findor a little bit, and you spent a good amount of time in the statue of Tarjan. In the you spent a good amount of time in the shadow of the statue of Tarjan. Whatever it is that freaked Findor out so much, you kind of are starting to get a good idea of what it was. It's that same type of pull that he felt that is tugging you towards this spire. You don't really have any idea what's inside the spire, and you don't really know if there's anything still alive in there. But you get the feeling that if there was anything that was ever in control of this place, it was there. And it was strong. Pindor, there's something telling me that we have to go inside the spire. What do you mean, something? I... I can't explain it. It's like... It's almost like the ruins are willing us inside. Like, they want us inside the spire. Gildor? Yes? We're gonna die here. We're gonna die in this place. Uh, you, you might not be wrong there, Findor. But, upside, we do still have a bag of coins. You know, I've been in worse situations. Alright, let's do this. Okay, so the two of you head inside? Head inside. Let's head inside. When you get inside, this doesn't look nearly as ruined as everything else. Although, it might just be... It might just be a function of the material that you're seeing. This feels icy when everything else felt watery. The material here might be more resilient. It might just be a trick of the light. And it's very open air. And when you get into it, you realize that pretty much the entirety of this is hollow. This spire is enormous. It goes up and up and up. But for the most part, it seems like the only, the only structure to it are the walls themselves and some fairly deep rings that go around the outside. You know, it looks like each story just runs around the outside. You can't really tell how deep it is, but they they look like they're maybe, you know, 100 feet deep circles that run along the outside of each each story and just go up. And you can get a sense that there are there are multiple stairwells that connect each level to the next. This place just gets weirder and weirder. Well, do we go up? I think we need to. <sighs> okay, let's go. Let's head up. Let's go up. Thank you for listening to Trust Me, I'm an Adventurer. Here's a moment to take a few words from our sponsors. When you're in or around Deva, remember, stop in and get some of Miss Brandywine's bad cookies. They don't taste good, they don't look like much, but they'll give you something in your stomach to sustain you for your long day. Oh. And while we're at it, they're expensive, too. Miss Brandywine's Bad Cookies. You go up the first flight of stairs, and what is on this second floor? Unnaturally smooth walls. Are there any structures here? There are almost like smaller spires lining the sides of the walls. Almost like they're smaller versions of the giant spire itself. What do you do? They almost look like conduits or channeling energy of some sort. As you look at these, you realize that these look very similar to smaller structures that you saw inside the sewer tunnels, and they didn't really make an impression on you there. These are similar in design and similar in shape. They almost look like frescoes on the wall 
that connected those little magical sconces that lit up when you cast that first spell. And yeah, these look like they they run. They're supposed to run magical power from one place to another. I wonder, Findor, do you think it would be worthwhile to try casting a small electricity spell on one of them? I'd like to see what happens. Well, then I know a spell for that. So what is the effect that you're going to try and cause? I'd like to attempt to give one of the smaller spires an electrical charge by way of magic. However, it is entirely possible that I am not remembering the electricity portion, and I'm simply remembering the, the conducting. Uh, so it's entirely possible that I'll just summon a bunch of conductors one. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and roll plus int. Rolling plus int. And five. Go ahead and mark two points of experience for your only learn through failure move. And on a six or less, describe an additional magical effect in addition to the first one you wanted. You'll achieve both, and I will tell you how they go terribly wrong. Well, I was also hoping that it would, that the spark would illuminate the, the floor the same way that the sconces did in the sewer. You cast the spell? I was hoping it would be both electrical and, and lighting. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. You summon up some magical energy, and you're thinking about it in terms of both electricity and light. And you channel all of this into one of those conductive, I, conductive spires, I guess we'll call them. You see a whole bunch of energy just run directly up it as it's getting kind of twilighty, and it's, it's darker in here than it is outside. It arcs up, and you can see it. It goes straight to the top of the spire. It gets brighter and brighter as it recedes, which is a really odd effect because light doesn't work like that. But this thing, brighter and brighter and brighter as it goes to the top. It's not quite what's happening. It's getting brighter as you look, but it's because your magic has illuminated the floor. So this entire ring now has light emanating off of, off of the stone that makes up its floor. The uh, conduit spire is lit up as well, but it's lit up in a, a different kind of way. It looks more, it's got more of a bluish hue that you would see in a bolt of lightning than the more natural looking sunlight kind of, kind of color light that's coming off the floors. Well, that wasn't as terrible as a snake. Yeah, the only thing to keep in mind is that uh, when you roll a failure, I can do any kind of GM move that I want. <laughs> and if it works perfectly, probably something bad has happened that you just don't know about yet. That's sort of what I assumed. Right. That's exactly what I like. What do you guys do? Well, I feel like we should explore the yeah. next level. Of I wouldn't want it any other way. So you go up to the next level and you see those conduit spires are still on the walls. Some spots, they're yeah, not let's, let's take a look. present. It almost, it doesn't look like they've been removed. It just looks like they weren't there. You know, the conduit started on the floor of the first or of the second floor, went up to the ceiling. And then when you get up to the third floor, there's just nothing there to represent where that, that energy should have gone. What else is on this floor? There are small, there are small divots in the walls, almost look like looking like there should be something there that isn't. Okay. What do you two do? 
Well, I don't feel like I should cast a spell. So this is a really, really tall tower. This is probably... Mm. I say we keep heading up. Uh, how big would buildings get back then? This is probably 15 stories tall. Tall for a, you know, a not modern society. Just to, just in the name of, in the sake of brevity, what, uh, mm. what interesting do you see as you go up the steps? And how far up do you go before you... Basically, how far up do you go and what do you see before we zoom back in on you guys? And I think we pass a floor that has uh, windows or like what would be windows. Like for all intents and purposes, it, it looks like a window, but you can't see out of it. Like there's nothing. It's almost just like blackness on the other side. It's a, a kind of inexplicable effect of... You are, you're looking out a window, but there's just nothing there. One of the floors has intricate carvings all over the floor, telling some sort of story. Uh, so how high up do you guys go before we, before we check in on you again? I'd say almost to the top. Let's say you're on like the 10th floor. You're about two thirds of the way there. As you come up these stairs, you see those windows again. Those windows that don't look out over anything. You look at them, and every once in a while, just as you look away, it kind of looks like there is something there. Just for a second, and then when you look back, it's black again. After you look a few times, you realize that if you're thinking about someplace, and you look through these windows, you can see it. See. These are really weird windows. See, like, a vision of it that as I see it, or see it? You look at one of these windows, and... You know, your mind wanders to something. You know, you, you look out here and you think, I wonder what Catherine is doing. All of a sudden you can see the encampment. It almost looks like this tower is just in a position where if you look at it, you can see. And you're not, it doesn't look like you're looking at it from 10 stories up. It looks like you might be looking at it from, from four or five stories up. And, but you can see, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can see the, you can't see any people, but you can see the, the encampment itself. Oh, Findor, I have an idea. What? I'm going to look out the window and think of Clockwork Jenkins. Mm, I like this idea. I like it. I thought I needed something redeeming after the snakes. Yeah, you think about Clockwork Jenkins. You really, you don't, you don't know anything about him. You know that he's a gnome. You know that he's pretty well respected in the the archaeological community at the university. He's actually someone whose name you knew, you know, before you before you caught this case. You look out; it's it's black for a second. You're not really sure what you're looking for in the same sense. All of a sudden, you realize that it's dark, but it's not dark in the same way. This is the dark of a normal room that doesn't have an awful lot of light in it. And as your eyes adjust, as you're looking out, you're looking into an actual room as opposed to looking up from on high as you did out of out of other sites. Then you see light coming in from under the door on the opposite wall. And a moment later, the door opens and you see someone in those same robes that the that the undead that you fought earlier was wearing and they can see you. They they very clearly look startled when they when they walk into the room and look around 
and they're looking directly at you. What do you do? I'd like to look away now, please. Okay, you look away, and Findor, you realize that any other time that you've you've done this, you've looked at a window, and when you look away, it goes back to that neutral. This time it does not. And you see the, the person on the other side walking towards you. Oh, shit. Um, I want to back away from the window. Okay. <laughs> And I don't want to look away. I want to see what's happening. But I want to back away. Okay. <laughs> so you give the window some distance. It doesn't flicker. You are looking in at this room. You back away and just kind of stay on your guard. And the window doesn't flicker. It doesn't change at all. You still see into this room and you still see the person inside coming closer and closer. And when it gets as close as it looks like it can get, it reaches up and you realize that this window actually does have glass in it. And you realize that because it's reached up and it's opened it and you get a whiff of it's faint. It smells like, you know, kind of like decaying meat or whatever, a similar smell to the undead that you fought earlier, but not nearly as strong. This is two way. This thing is starting to come out of the window and see what's up. What do you do? I'd like to cast a spell to put my own window there that he can't come through. So the usual spell rules apply. What might happen? Well, it's entirely possible that I don't remember how to conjure solid glass. So it could just be shard. But the intent is to put a pane of uh, magically enforced glass between us. Go ahead and roll plus in. And four. Describe an additional magical effect in addition to the first one that you wanted. Aside from conjuring the bits of glass, it also conjured several small hand mirrors. So you make the glass appear, but it's extremely fragile. It appears directly in front of the person that's crawling out of this first window. He bumps into it. It shatters. It actually looks like it does a little bit of damage to him. You're not sure if it actually does any harm or if it just gives him a couple of bad scrapes. And at the same time, these mirrors appear in various directions. And they have that same black, glassy quality that the windows on the walls have. They're pointing at him. Like, obviously, you can see some of them, but they're all kind of arranged around him. He looks around and you realize that he knows what these things are, and he can use them to his advantage. And he looks over, he conjures up images in them that you can see as well. It doesn't look like a, like a dormitory or a barracks or anything, but it's a spot where a couple of these creatures are. They see the window appear on their end. They, they both look up, and they both start walking towards it. And it looks like they're going to come through as well. <laughs>